Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another week of the Bible Boys. My name is James. And I'm Pip. I'm super keen to get into some more Bible with you all this week. Bible goodness. It's so good to be here. Let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Pip, how are you? I'm going good, James. How are you going? I'm good, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I feel like the last few weeks, you know, we are excited about the Bible Boys, mm. but I feel like we need to need to emphasize our excitement at the beginning because this is a privilege. This is a it's a privilege um, to have the Bible, to be able to read the Bible. It's God's word. That's right. You know, this is not something to take lightly. Although we do take it, li- we take ourselves lightly. We, t- we take ourselves lightly. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but we we want to get deep into the word. That's right. And we want to think about it. Right, That's creatively, it. we want to think about it, you know, analytically. Yes. Um, but also spiritually, because this impacts our lives. That's right. And so, Pip, why don't you start us off this week? I want to know, brother, what have you been reading in the Bible? Um, let's come to one Thessalonians. One Thessalonians. Right. Now, That's one Thessalonians. Um, thinking about the question, what happens to me when I die? Ah, right. you know, my my scripture. Students, my year seven and eight yeah, yeah. students have spent the last two weeks asking this. Okay. I feel like I gave them an answer in the first week, and then second week they completely forgot the answer. Oh, okay, righto. But yeah, it's are you relevant. looking at what kind of passages are you looking at? Yeah, good question. Well, what we've been doing in scripture is we've been doing a Bible overview, yep. sort of a, what's the big picture story of the Bible. Yep. And we were talking about new creation, so we were looking at Revelation 21. Yeah. The students were going, wait, but is that. Like on a cloud somewhere, or is mm. that a, this? And then we got into this question about yes. where you go. Yeah, because yeah, it is confusing because you do get that cold cloud language, um, you know, and kind of some come some imagery mm. uh, included, and you're like, where? What does this mean? Is this metaphor? Is this real? Am I going to be in the clouds? Yeah, right. Yes. Um, but but uh, one Thessalonians chapter four, yes, um, from verse thirteen. So Paul is writing to the Christians um, in. Thessalonia, Thessalonica. Um, he's writing to the believers there, and um, he's he's writing pretty positively. Mm. It seems like they're going well in their faith. Um, mm. So in chapter one, he says, "Like we we always thank God for all of you. Continually mention you in our prayers. Um, you have faith. You have hope. You have love um, in Jesus." Um, but now he gets the question in chapter four from verse 13, um, answering the question, uh, what kind of attitude should you have about life after death? And this is what he says, um, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. So it's verse 13. So saying, um, we don't want you to be uninformed so that you, uh, grieve like Mm. people of no hope so there is some information that changes your perspective on death so that you actually have hope about it verse 14 for we believe that jesus died and rose again and so we believe that god will bring with jesus those who have fallen asleep in him Mm. so he's basically saying if you have if you believe this information you know jesus died and rose again from death, and so in him he will bring with those those who are in him back to life once they die. There's future resurrection hope. Yeah, that's right. If you believe that, you won't grieve like people who have no hope about life after death. Mm. Where is Paul getting any of this confidence from uh, <laughs> about life after death? He continues to, to um, talk. And th- verse 15 it says, according to the Lord's word, mm. according to Jesus' words. Yes. Now, we'll get to that in a sec. Where, where does Jesus actually talk about this? But Paul says, according to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Hmm. So, he, like, he's going to say, so Jesus has talked about this, but... Um, you know, according to Jesus' words, um, 
Those who are still, those who die in Christ or fall asleep, as he kind of puts it, those who fall asleep or die as believers, they will uh, rise back to life. Jesus is going to come back. He's going to come down. He's going to come from heaven to earth. Um, it's it's not going to be quiet. It's going to be loud. It's going to be known, visible, visible. Yeah. And those who are in Christ are going to rise, and they're going to be with Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those who are still alive at the time, who haven't died, will be caught up with them. Yeah. And so they will. Um, yeah. That end of verse seventeen, we will be with the Lord forever. Yes. From that point on. Yeah. And so this is the great comfort. Um, where does Jesus kind of talk about this? If you go to Matthew, so if you look up at Matthew, so um, um, you're thinking twenty three, twenty four, or yeah, Matthew twenty four. Yep. Okay, so Matthew twenty four, and normally you don't really uh, like. I don't know about you, but in my mind, there's not heaps of a connection between Paul and Matthew. Do you, do, you, do you know what I mean? Like in my mind? I used to think that. Yeah, okay. But what, what, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Did anything particular, like, what, what, what do you think about when you think Paul and Matthew, like a, a like any kind of, you know, because when you think Paul and um, Luke, there's a different mm. connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but Paul and, and Matthew, sometimes I think, you know... Um, I think that when I think of Matthew's gospel, there's a very strong theme of Old Testament, so Jewish imagery, techniques, symbolism, which has actually helped me appreciate more of what's going on in, say, Romans and Galatians Mm. as well. But, sorry, I'm cutting you off before you make your point. No, 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 this one, this one. So, um, Matthew chapter 24, yeah. um, verse uh, 30 mm-hmm. onwards, he's talking about the uh, destruction of the temple and signs of the end times. Yes. He says from verse 30, um, Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples on the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. And then he goes on, keeps on talking. And then verse 42, actually, mm. we jump down in Matthew 24, verse um, 42. He says, Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had not known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept, the, kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect it. Now go back to 1 Thessalonians right. chapter 4. You keep following the argument. That's the end of chapter 4. Into chapter 5, Paul continues, Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, you might be asking, when is this all going to happen? When is Jesus going to return? We don't need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Mm. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pants on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Um, and he goes on to say, you know, be prepared. Yes. And so Paul, I feel like Paul is drawing pretty clearly from that um, bit in Matthew. Now, I should have checked, but I don't actually think Jesus talks in those terms in any other gospel. I could be wrong. Uh, I, it's similar from memory. So you've got Mark 13 and you've got Luke 21 where he talks about these things. Why don't you check Mark and I'll okay. check Luke. So Mark 13, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you take a look at Mark 13. Oh, uh, yeah, Mark 13. Mark 13. I'll take a look at Luke 21. Okay. We'll just check about... We're thinking about this um, thief in the night language. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Taking a look. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think in Luke 21 he does so. Yeah, okay. It's. I mean, he... Um, it is in Mark, so you're right, in Mark 13. There you At go. that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds, great power, then later on. Oh, that's there in Luke 21 as well. Oh, okay. But yep. the thief in the night sort of language, this idea of, you know, if, if a master or owner of a house knew it was coming, they would have been ready. Sure, sure. Um, you get language in Mark, like, be on your guard, be alert, you do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house, puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, yeah. keep watch. So kind of similar, yeah. No specific reference yeah. to, but it's more overt in Matthew. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you know when you you know, 
um, I think that was quite eye-opening to me when Paul's writing this. Is like, you know, sometimes people will try to separate Paul's theology from Jesus' theology. Right, yes, yes, um, yes. And you get, like, you know, reminders like this. It's like, no, Paul is basing what he's talking about off what he knows of mm. what Jesus said. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, and but I, I think the one thing that I want to just draw from this, you know, just in terms of application would be, I mean, for me personally... I've got to remind myself, my confidence about death, facing death, my confidence about res- being resurrected um, needs to come from my confidence in Jesus having died and risen. Yeah, nice. You know? Yeah. And so um, if you're not, uh, I guess, if you're not confident about Jesus' death and resurrection, um, struggle with it, wrestle with it, um, try to become confident in your, in your knowledge and your faith in Jesus' death and resurrection because... Not only is that a self, is the salvation issue, but also um, it will help you to not grieve like those who have no hope, mm. but to have confidence in those who, who fall asleep in Christ, including yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, for me, first year uni, I remember we got to September or October. I was listening to a podcast and it was the first time I heard someone explicitly say, our final hope isn't just in a cloud somewhere. It's a physical resurrection. Mm, yep. you know, so, and I remember being like, wow, what? Mm. I didn't know that. Mm. I didn't hear that. Yep. Now, and even when I recited the Apostles' Creed before, you know, resurrection of the dead, yep. I thought it was talking about Jesus' resurrection from the dead, yep. which it is, but it's also talking about our resurrection as well. Yeah, okay. And so I think for me, it was just a coming together of all these different threads where I went, Oh, mm. that's part of why there's this hope in the midst of death for Christians. Mm. I say that because, you know, talking to my scripture students about it, it, it blew their brains. Mm. I asked them, how many of you have actually heard before about this resurrection hope, mm. new creation hope? Of the 21 students in the room, I'd say five or six of them put their hands up. Yeah, wow. And I know that. 18 of them have a church background. Yeah. So you go, of the 18, uh, five or six of them have heard this. That's 12 people who've never heard this mm. and they've grown up in church. Now, granted, they're you know, 11 years old and 12 years old. Um, but I feel like this is something that perhaps isn't as uh, strongly or clearly spoken about, resurrection hope, mm. um, that gives us hope in the midst of uh, facing, contemplating, m- uh, remembering mm. the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's so like it's so important, and it's it's tempting even within like a church or a Christian group to be like, you know, um, we don't really need to talk that much about it, or like we can we can we can maybe let go of the resurrection, um, and you know, mention it here and there as this kind of abstract thing that may or may not happen. Yeah. Um, but actually, no, without the resurrection, there's no real point to to being a Christian. You mm. know, 1 Corinthians 15, you know, if, if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. We're dead in our sin. Um, yeah. So really our hope as Christians flows from the resurrection. Um, but yeah, so, and, it, and, and I think like, you know, as particularly if you're a Christian, you've grown up in a really solid Bible teaching church, um, you might forget how just crazy and countercultural the belief in the resurrection is. <laughs> when people look into the church, you know, um, pr- their, their first thought might not be, okay, this is a group of people that believe in the resurrection. Mm. That's not like what they might see. And so to talk about the resurrection or to, to you know, act like someone who knows there is resurrection is quite powerful mm. a, a witness to the outside world yeah know? that's right that's yeah. right and how you respond to death around you as well says a lot about that yeah you also got me thinking that historically especially with anglican churches that you have gravestones mm. um, the dead yep. sort of buried around the church and part of the idea is that they're, they're we we don't forget those who've come before us but also in the day of resurrection, brothers and sisters will all be together. Yeah. That reminder of, of the grave awaits us, but it's not our final end point. Yeah. The resurrection, hope beyond the grave is mm. what we have as well. Mm. But we don't tend to have that now. We don't have a 
cemetery right here mm. and where we are in Moses Street. Although there is a St. Paul's cemetery yeah, there is, yeah. up the road. Yeah. Um, but that reminder of death and how death... I think our culture does everything we can to forget or to dull our senses from remembering that death awaits us all. Mm, yeah, totally, totally. And to talk about death is, you know, don't, don't do that. It's mm. taboo. And yet we have an obsession with killing and violence and stuff like that. Now, mm. don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying now, okay, we have to ban all the violent things. Mm. I'm just saying that as a culture, we have a weird relationship with death. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, but Christian, and, and Christians have a relationship with death as well. Mm. It's just that we have hope beyond death. Yeah, yeah. Well. I think, like, reflecting on, you know, um, Christians' hope in, in death and resurrection, um, that we do get a lot of imagery in the Bible, which makes it does make it hard to kind of have a concrete, uh, I guess, step by step procedural mm. understanding of what will happen when we die. I yeah. mean, there is lots of debate about soul sleep, what what is actually the conscious experience once we die, yeah. before Jesus returns. Mm. Do we go to paradise? Do our souls fall asleep? Um, you know, Catholics have the idea of like purgatory and, and all, all that sort of thing. Um, is there some kind of underworld, you know, um, and I, and, and, you know, when Jesus returns, am I going to resurrect like in my grave or like if I drown, am I going to resurrect in the sea or if mm. I'm cremated, am I, my atoms going to be miraculously brought <laughs> yes. together so I resurrect somehow? Yes. How does that, like, I think, I think we naturally want to know how did it, how does it all work step by step? Give me the procedure. Um, what we get in the Bible is not a procedure we get images showing, um, you know, who is in control, um, uh, what will the ultimate like consequences be for those on mm. earth and those who are, who are dead, um, and what will the end result be? Mm. We get, that's what we get. Yeah. And so um, there is faith, there is faith involved in like just trusting Jesus with the process, but trusting um, the Bible when it talks about the final destination. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and that's part of, you know, Paul saying in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, we do not want you to be uninformed mm. so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no help. Well, we grieve with help. We are informed about these truths, but mm. the exact picture of what that looks like. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're not privy to right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think some people would be completely content with the verse 14, you know, we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Mm. For some people, that's all the explanation you need, mm. and that's great. For some people, they want to say, okay, flesh it out a bit, you know, you get, you get Jesus coming back, you get the resurrection, you get those who are still alive, a bit more explanation. You don't get the full, every single detail, yeah. but you get enough, you get enough information that you will not need to grieve, Yeah, and you can have hope. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean... You know, getting personal here yeah, for yeah. a moment. I mean, Pip, uh, I'll, I'll share that. There's a, a, a particular man who I long to see in resurrection help and uh, glory one day, who's a real father figure to me. And I, I, I feel like at least once every half year, I have a dream about seeing him again one day, mm. which, you know, I don't know if it's a prophetic dream or not, mm. but just I feel that that words like this, whenever I, I read it, see it, sing it, remember it during Easter, it just fills me with such joy and excitement mm. because I really, really want to see him again. And I have the hope and the assurance that I will, uh, even though it's very sad knowing that he's not here now with me, mm. it just brings me so much joy to anticipate that day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which then also makes me think about other parts in when Paul's letters where he talks about how to be a Christian, in 2 Timothy 4, he says it's to be someone who loves Jesus' return or longs mm. for Jesus' return. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that we, we, we thirst after, we long for, we desire that day of resurrection mm. hope being fully realized. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just want to share that. Yeah, yeah. And I think like, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, Christians will have grandparents in mind or, mm. have, you know, maybe even parents will have people in mind who yes. you can't wait to... You can't wait to see them on the other side, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, not only does it guard us against grieving, it, it fills us with joy and rejoicing, knowing that it's knowing that it's coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 
I was reading there's this um, Don Carson has a book about it's like memoirs of an ordinary pastor. Mm. It's kind of reflecting on the ministry of his dad, yeah. Tom Carson. Yes. And towards the end of the book, he's talking about um, his his dad's passing away, and he said like just from you know a couple of incidents meant that um, his dad died alone in a hospital, um, no one by his side, you know, a silent kind of death. No one really knew much of him. He won't be remembered by many for any great accomplishments, um, you know. But the resounding sound of trumpets on the other side, and the you know, you know, the mm. gathering of uh, of angels and saints welcoming and Jesus welcoming into the kingdom. Mm. You know, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, that's what his life was all about, um, and that's quite powerful when you think about, you know. You might you might live an ordinary life as a Christian. Most people will live an ordinary life if you if you're a Christian. Um, but yeah, he's storing up treasures for heaven. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway. that, that's profound. Yeah. Anyway, um, James, I'm keen to know what you've been reading in the Word. Well, Pip, it, it's finally happened. We have been caught out for false teaching. Oh no. And we leave it there. And the Bible boys were never heard from again. GG. <laughs> but we have an email from Jack yes. Day. Yes. He goes, hi, Bible boys. Excuse me. He says, hi, boys of the Bible. Ah, nice. Love your work as always. Yes. Regarding Guess Who this week. So this is last week's episode mm. where the, the person was Nicodemus. Yes. One of the things that I said was that Nicodemus shows up once in John's Gospel, Mm. uh, in John chapter 3. Jack writes, Nicodemus does show up later in John's Gospel. Oh, okay, all right, Bible nerd. That's a Bible Bible man right there. That's it, he's a Bible man, we're the Bible boys. that's it. That's it. But, listeners, in all seriousness, this is great. Thank you for listening, and we thank Jack for... We're coming back and, and actually correcting us. Yes. God's word is perfect. Yes. Not us. Not us. Now, speaking about our imper- imperfection. Yes. I've got a... I hope Jack's listening because I've got a little conspiracy theory. Yes. To really rile him up. Okay. <laughs> go okay. for it. Go for it. And then once you do that, I'll read the rest of Jack's email. I'm, the, I'm putting my liberal uh, theologian hat right, on right there now. You go. Are, you, it, are you German now? I'm putting on my, German, I'm putting on my semantic <laughs> ranger... I've, 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 coined, I've coined a term, right? Yes. The semantic ranger. The semantic ranger. It's someone who explores the Bible looking to stretch words <laughs> to mean things that they don't mean. Is I'm, Witheridge German, by the way? Witheridge is English. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right, so... Witheridge means of the ridge. There were shepherds. Right, of the ridge. All right, well, <laughs> semantic ranger. So, let me maybe put something out there about Nicodemus. <laughs> okay. If that's really his real name. Oh, okay. conspiracy. Um... Nicodemus was a Pharisee. We see through John's Gospel, he tends towards supporting Jesus the further the Gospel goes on. He is sympathetic to Jesus, and uh, you see that at various points. Nicodemus, you would expect a Pharisee who becomes a Christian, like Nicodemus might have had, to go into some kind of Gospel ministry. But he probably wouldn't have done so alone, because the early apostles, they worked in teams, and so... Who was another Pharisee who would have, I don't know, partnered up with uh, another Pharisee, both Christians? Well, the Pharisee Paul comes Aye. to mind. Saul becomes Paul. Saul changes his name to Paul in order to, uh, you know, one might argue, resonate more with the, with the people that he was then go, <laughs> to go to minister to. Um, and what we see along Paul is no mention of Nicodemus. But we have to remember, perhaps Nicodemus also changed his name. And what Nicodemus is, is a compound name. It's a, a Greco-Roman name. Nico, meaning victory. Uh, Demas, meaning people. Right. And so if you had to change a name, victory of the people, from to appeal more to a Gentile, oh, perhaps a Greek right. audience, yes. what might you change your name to? People. Demas. Right. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So does Paul ever mention a Demas? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. In fact, where, where does he mention Demas? In uh, Colossians 4 and 2 Timothy 4. All right, so I want the one where he des- deserts him. Uh, um, <laughs> 2 Timothy 4. 2 Timothy 4, all right, all right. Okay, so... This is an elaborate conspiracy. Yeah, ja- I hope Jack's still listening and, 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 <laughs> no, he's switched and, off and raging. Um, <laughs> hope for another email after this theory. Um, uh, 
two too many four verse nine. Do your best to come to me quickly for Demas, because he loved this world. Mm. All right. So obviously this guy's been you know a Pharisee all his life, and he's kind of, and, he, and he's come out into the world for the first time, and he's loving it. Yes. Right? Because he loved this world, he has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Yes. All right. So you're saying Demas <laughs> could is be really Nicodemus. Nicodemus could be. Wow. Could be. Demas, Nicodemus, could be the same person, could have joined Paul, could have... Okay, so I feel like this relates to... Whether it's true or not... can I say, that kind of desertion would perhaps line up with his character in John's Gospel in terms of being, oh, a bit on a bit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That is my my liberal theology conspiracy theory of the You know, it's it's possible. I want to say it's possible. But I don't actually believe... Can I say, I don't actually believe that. I'm just putting my... I'm taking off my liberal theology. <laughs> semantic ranger is gone. <laughs> my semantic ranger hat and my gun is now gone. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, this relates somewhat to Jack's question because he, he says, uh, Nicodemus is there speaking up among the Jews in John chapter 7, verse 50. Mm. And he's there at Jesus' burial in chapter 19, verse 39. So okay. let me just read those verses. Sure, first. sure, sure. This is John chapter 7, verse 50. <clears throat> so this is, uh, you know... Jesus has been in sort of a verbal exchange with the Pharisees and teachers of the law. Verse 15, Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier Mm. and who was one of their own number, asked, does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? Mm. It shows up there. And then 19, let's skip on down to chapter 19, verse 39. I'll read from verse 38. Uh, This is after the death of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now, Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who had visited uh, Jesus at night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Excuse me, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Mm. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices in strips of linen. This was in accordance with Jewish burial customs. Mm. So we see him show up three times, in fact, in John's Gospel, not the one. And Jack asks, I was wondering what you think his attitude to Jesus might have been in light of those verses. So... If mm. if you're right about this Demas theory, which I'm pro- um, 99.9999% not right. <laughs> well, let's keep it in John's Gospel, yeah. Because if you're right, it changes it. But in yeah. John's Gospel, I feel like we the the fact that John points us to Nicodemus another two times, mm. where the first time in John seven, Nicodemus seems to be questioning the the Pharisees' mm. uh, attempts to to just condemn Jesus, mm. and then in nineteen, he's helping Joseph of Arimathea um, uh, bury Jesus's body, Mm. it does seem like Nicodemus is, in one sense, on Jesus's side. Mm, He's he's coming to to defend Jesus publicly, uh, and also he's not ashamed to to honor Jesus's body. Mm. And, And in the Jewish culture, to, to be around that dead body, to touch it, would have made him ceremonially unclean. Mm. And he so he didn't have to be there, but he willingly does it. I think it shows that there's a there's an honor that he has yeah, for Jesus' yeah. body as well. So I think that it might suggest something about how he took Jesus' words in chapter 3 about being born again and, and looking upon uh, the Son of Man who was lifted mm. from the earth. What do you think, Pip? I think that's right. I actually, I, yeah, I think that's right. And I think it, it shows that, um, you know, we can't be black and white about the Pharisees and just say none of the Pharisees, you know, Jesus, you know none of the Pharisees got grace because it looks like Nicodemus has. It looks like, look, it looks like Nicodemus has gone through, um, you know, at least in part the experience that Jesus talked about in chapter 3 of being born again, of being, um, yeah, renewed by the Spirit. Mm. And... You know, hopefully, in God's grace, that was what happened to Nicodemus. I hope so, too. And I, I think that there's there's reasons to think that. Mm. Um, one of the things I just wanted to also point out is that this is so fascinating for me. Because in terms of uh, the, the, the first three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we have a strong theme of kingdom mm. that comes all the way through. And sometimes, uh, or 
some things I've read on John's Gospel say that it's it's very light on kingdom language. In fact, the only times you hear about kingdom in John's Gospel, one is in John three, mm. this exchange with Nicodemus, and John eighteen. I think it's eighteen, eighteen or nineteen, when Jesus says to to Pilate, "My kingdom is not of this world." Mm. But something I haven't really explored. I appreciate that Jack's brought this up. Is could the fact that uh, in chapter three, chapter seven, chapter nineteen, Nicodemus is re- is brought up, and in seven and nineteen, John very clearly wants to say the one who came to Jesus earlier, or the one who came to Jesus at night before, mm. could it be because there are that that theme of the kingdom of God and seeing the kingdom of God and entering the kingdom of God is actually more explicit than we might think. Even mm. before this, I already thought kingdom of God is, is actually very important to understanding John's gospel, even though the, the term isn't explicitly there very much. Mm. But now this has made me think, hmm, there might be an undercurrent here of kingdom, mm. uh, of, of what's actually happening yeah. with Jesus as well. Anyway, just want to throw that out there. No, it's interesting. Oh, it's good. There you go. It's good. Thank you, Jack. Listeners, remember, you can always email us at thebibleboys with z at gmail.com. You can let us know any corrections. Maybe we need to start doing a correction segment. Yes, yes. Um, clarifications, thoughts and ideas. Mm. Uh, but very happy to receive any questions and corrections from people. And thank you, Jack. Yes. That's it. Thank you, Jack. I think it's time for us to do a guess who. Okay. And I believe I am guessing this week. Yes, you are. So, now, do you have someone? I have picked someone. Hopefully, my. Uh, to be honest, I thought of them literally not 10 minutes ago as I was walking in. <laughs> and so. I'm looking forward to it. I have not done much any research on this person, but I think I know enough about them. Okay. Okay. You got 20 is, are you playing along too? Guess who? 20 questions. Let's 20 questions. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. First question. Would this person have gone to the temple? Yes. Okay. There you go. I'm trying to come up with, you know, more interesting and creative questions. Uh, would... I like that. I really like because that, that's actually quite interesting, that question. Yeah. One question gone. Yeah. There you go. Is this person a king? No. Is this person a prophet? No. Is this person a priest? No. Okay. Is this person female? No. All right. So male, not a prophet, not a priest, not a king, went to, could have gone to the temple. Uh, is this person, did this person interact with kings? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Oh. Male interacted with kings could have gone to the temple. Uh, is this person in the New Testament? Yes. Okay. Would this person have interacted with Jesus, yes. the King? Yes. All right. Okay. Cool. Eight questions so far. Uh, was this person one of the disciples, or was this person a disciple of Jesus? As in a follower of Jesus? Yes. Yes. All right. Cool. Narrowing it down. Okay. Uh, Does this person show up in John's gospel? No. All right. Does this person... Actually, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Um, Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, this is an interesting one. Well, I'm looking forward to reviewing this and and recapping this again. We're gone. (laughs) We're in for another correction week or something. Well, it could be. All right. Um... Was this per- did this person interact with Jesus before he was an adult? Um, no. Okay, cool. Great. Uh, did Jesus heal this person of something? I mean, besides sin, no. <laughs> no, no. Thank you. No, I should have been clear. Yeah. yeah, okay, sure. Um, okay. Uh, does this person show up in... Okay, I'm going to start trying to narrow right. it into yeah. a gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Does this person show up in Mark's gospel? No. Okay. Matthew's gospel? No. So it's got to be Luke's gospel. Okay. All right. Does this person show up after 
Jesus sets his face towards Jerusalem and says he's going to Jerusalem. In other words, after Luke 9, 51. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, this person... Wait, I'm looking forward to the review, but go on. Yes. Oh, great. I've got five questions left. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, listeners. This is getting tense. This person shows up after Luke. I should have said, does this person first show up after? Okay, interesting. Um, da 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 does this person show up? Um, uh, does does uh, this person have a, a a verbal interaction with Jesus? No. Oh, no verbal interaction with Jesus is a follower. Um, four questions, bro. Oh man, did this person interact with Jesus in his suffering? No. Oh, man. Did this person... Okay, so not during his suffering. It's before. It's sort of there. Luke, not... Is this person a real person? Yes. Okay, all right. Real person. Oh, great. Two questions left. Now, uh, the review might be controversial. Okay. But go on, go on, go on. Okay, so I've got one extra question and then a guess. Otherwise, it's not 20 questions. Yeah, sure. I might not get it. I, I might not get it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a bit hesitant right now. I'm not sure if you will. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Um, Luke's gospel after chapter 9, not during his suffering. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, oof. Do we know this person's name? Yes. All right. We do know this person's name. All right. That's it. I got to do my last one's got to be the guess. Okay. We do know this person's name. After Luke 9, would have gone to the temple. Not a prophet, not a priest, not a king. Um, doesn't interact with Jesus on his way towards suffering. We know his name. <sighs> Can I offer- doesn't have a verbal exchange with Jesus. Sorry, what, what, what are you going to offer? Yeah, I want to offer a clarification. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. So one of your questions was, does he have a, what was the word, um, some, uh, uh, interaction with Jesus? Like a verbal interaction with Jesus, yeah. No verbal interaction. Oh. So I've already said that, right? No verbal. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That. No, yeah, you've said no that. No verbal interaction. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll, like, no, but a previous question was an interaction with Jesus. You had, a, uh, you had a previous question, like, Ooh. around eight or seven. Oh, did I? With... Oh, dear. Listeners, I've forgotten. No, that's okay. Look. We'll play this back. Okay, time okay, okay. Yeah. That's it. No, but this might be it, folks. This must be it. I, like, I'd say this. I'm going to time box myself for the next 30 seconds. Okay, okay. If I don't come up within 30 seconds, uh, I'm not going to waste any more of the listener's time. Like I have multiple patients <laughs> in the past. Uh, you've only done it once. Yes. But it, it was fine. Ah, oh, dear. Name. We know this person's name. It wasn't a verbal interaction. Had an interaction. Luke's gospel. Not John's gospel. Ah. Oh, who could it be? 10, 11, 12, 13, like 14, like 50, an actual person. So it's not, you know, it's not Zacchaeus. It's not, oh man, who could it be? Who could uh, it be? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's 30 seconds. All right, Pip, I think I'm done. I think I, think I can't find it. I'm just, Can I, just, I give you a clue? Uh, no, 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 no. Please. No. Oh, you want to give me a clue? I want you to get it. Okay, give me a clue. I'll give you one clue. All right, all right. Listen, this is an act of grace right here. Go for it. They're not in Luke. Oh, they're not in Luke. What? Take 30 more seconds. Have a thought, think. Wait, what? They're not in Luke? Like, fairly certain, beyond reasonable doubt, they've had some interaction with Jesus, a non-verbal one. They're not in Luke. What? What? Why did I think they were in Luke? Because I said in the God, ah, oh, interaction with Jesus, I assumed mm. it was that. Oh, I got it. What is it? I think I got it. Who is it? Is it Matthias? So close. No. The loser of that. Oh, Bar there you go. Listeners, I. But you're so, yeah. That's oh. it. Hey, that was a good one. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. Very good. So, Barsabbas, Acts chapter... One. One. That's it. Yeah, so they cast lots, whether it's going to be Matthias or Barsabbas to be yes. the 
And Basabas, who I have made a reel about. Yes, that's it. On Instagram, Bible underscore boys. That's it. Um, He loses out (sighs) because um, the dice rolled off the table. Yes. (laughs) Not in the actual (laughs) model, just in the reel. Hey, that was a good one. Yeah. There you go. Listeners, I have that last one. Difficulty level. No, I thought that was great. That was good. Good on you. I, I wrongly assumed, not John, not Mark, not Matthew, must be Luke. Yeah. But... Acts yeah. is there first chapter. But would you say it's fair? Beyond reasonable doubt, he would have had some interaction with Jesus because he would have witnessed the resurrection. Yes, he would have been around for the forty or so days I, after I, Jesus. Yes, I, I think so. There you go. Oh, good work. Top job. So we've both lost one. So we're both human. That's <laughs> <laughs> we're not machines. That's right. There you go, listeners. If you would like to suggest a guess who, please send it through. And I normally check the email. So it works out for next week because Pip will be guessing next week. Mm. Um, but mm. uh, yeah, if you have a suggestion, please send it through to the Bible Boys with a Z at gmail.com. Yeah. Now I've got an ad idea that I want to share. Oh, please. If you want to do a quick ad. I, I would love to do a quick ad. Um, and then I have something I want to. Jumbo sized communion cups. You know, you get little plastic ones. Yes. Jumbo, jumbo sized ones. Go on. So just big cups. Yeah. Big cups. If I come out and say... You know, your people, you're trying to get them to remember. It's really hard to remember when it's just a little sip. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do it. All right. Do you need more than a little communion cup to assuage and to quench your thirst? Uh, Do you want to see, do you want to remember Jesus' blood really flowing down? (laughs) Are you someone who struggles to remember things if they're smaller than the palm of your hand? Do you have troubles holding little things? (laughs) (laughs) Do you just really love grape juice? And don't care that much about the environment? (laughs) (laughs) Order now. Jumbo-sized communion cups. $9.95 each. Yeah, that's right. You can get glass versions. You can get engraved versions. That's right. Order now. There you go. Love it. That's it. Love it. Uh, Pip, I wanted to... This is We haven't done this recently, okay. but a memory verse. So oh, oh, yes. For our annual youth camp that's coming up in a few weeks, uh, the theme is the cross. Nice. And this week... Always a good theme. Yes. The, the Lord Jesus Christ crucified. Mm. Um, we're going to be exploring that uh, over four days, but we wanted a memory verse, and so I... Been, it's been a while since I made a memory verse. Mm. And so I went ahead and, and gave it a shot from Hebrews 9, 27 to 28. So let me just read okay, the verse. That's, that's first. like a substantial chunk of scripture you got there, mate. Yeah, well, well uh, Pip, you're pretty good at doing memory verses. Some of my most memorable memory verses from memory are uh, ones that you've created. Oh, that's right. So your Romans 12 one, oh, yeah. I actually hum it, I'd say, once a month. Which song was that again? Uh, strip that down. Oh yeah, strip that down. Which yeah, is, so. yeah. just not. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, yeah, to that offer. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's good. And also, last. Don't conform to. Don't, don't conform. The pattern of this world will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let's do the part again, one more time, baby. Oh, anyway. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, it's Hebrews. Hebrews nine. nine. All right, let me read the verse. Okay. Twenty-seven to twenty-eight. It goes, just as people are destined to die once. And after that, to face judgment. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. And he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. So that's from Hebrews 9, 27 to 28. What a banger of a verse. It's so great. And just, just on this, it's you know talking about Christ's sacrifice once for all mm. that deals with our sins in the past, but also assures our salvation from future judgment mm, yep. in the future. So I... Uh, went and, and tried to, to put this to blinding lights. So I'm going to have oh, a go yeah. now. At, okay. And listeners, please excuse my singing voice, but hopefully you get a sense of the memory right. verse. I'm, I'm, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I want your honest opinion. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Honest opinion. All right. Let me get um, blinding lights playing. And it can't be too loud. Otherwise, you won't be able to hear me. So let's see how we go. All right. It's one of those memory verses that doesn't start until the words kick in. Oh yeah. There's like 25 seconds of this. Good. Yeah, that's right. Get get the get the youth jazzed up. <clears throat> oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, this going on. All right, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> 
Just as people are People are destined to die once Once and after that to face judgment So Christ Was sacrificed once Sacrificed once to take away Take away the sins of many and And he will Appear a second A second time not to bear Not to bear sin but to bring Salvation to those waiting for him Salt we say Ooh Christ took away the sins Of many yes so Jesus Christ he died Salt we say Ooh Christ took away the sins Of many yes so Jesus Christ he died Hey 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 that's it I love it you oh, like it? That's great, man. That's good. I wanted a way to work in the verse reference. Yeah. And, and one of our leaders is going to try to work it in. But this yeah. is the, my first version of it. Yeah. Because you do the salt. Yeah. Well, you can't squeeze in Hebrews well, yeah, 8, 27, 28. Well, I thought that the chorus is just such a great, like, you just get them rallying. Like, go salt. What do we say? You know, Christ yeah. took away the sins of many. Yeah. So I just thought that's a great anthem sort of moment thing. Yeah. No, that's it's, it's all right? Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank that's you. That's good. I think you're very good at this. And so the fact that you think it's good. I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And banger of a song i think that's like uh, underrated like you know with memory verses you do want a song where people as soon as they start hearing it that yeah. positive associations is like oh yes here we go because <laughs> in the past we've done ones that are like like slow and kind of like it's kind of like you know oh is this really a banger <laughs> you know I mean? yeah gotcha gotcha yeah. but no it's go. good Great, thank you, thank you. Now, um, one of the things that I wanted to, to bring to the listeners' attention is that our own Philip Witheridge, oh, what's yes. your middle name? William. Philip William Witheridge <laughs> is now a celebrity. Uh, he's I, he's yeah. made it into the uh, Sydney Anglican magazine Southern Cross. Now, for those who are on YouTube, you can see I'm holding up the magazine right now. And the, the, the cover story is uh, Double Up, more, speaking about more college, welcomes twice the number of first-year students in 2021. Now, do you know everyone in this picture, pretty much? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Now, listeners, um, we now bask in the presence of fame and fortune. That's right. Now, Pip, you're not on the front cover. No, you've <laughs> so, got to flick to the second page. So it's, it's actually the second page. But I'm there. Been. Now, you might not be able to see me. You've got to zoom in That's really right. far. I'd say there's maybe, what, 40 people on this page right now? Yeah, yeah. And, and the distinctive features are blonde hair and squinty eyes. That's it. So let me hold this up for the camera. Listeners, you're not getting this goodness, but... And you're probably still not even when you hold it up. <laughs> That there, listeners and viewers, is yeah. Pip Witheridge. Yes, you are one small face. What is that? That's like five millimeters by that's five right, millimeters. That's five pixels right there. That's and this right. is during morning tea. For you listening, let me describe the scene. There's a it's morning tea, bunch of more college students all the way. And I'm way in the background, probably chatting to someone. Um, maybe not. Maybe just standing aloof, thinking, what is going on? That's it. Um, but no, can I say, here's a little plug. I mean, more college. Lots of good reasons to go study theology and to study the Bible and, um, you know, to, to know God better and, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The morning teas are great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the morning teas, the food is amazing. Yes. Um, and I don't say that lightly. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. Yeah. There you go. The food is amazing. That's so it. thank you to more college uh, staff. For giving and, and um, chefs and, food. Yes. And also now, thank you to Southern Cross for fame and fortune. Yeah, that's right. For our good old Philip William. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you, know, spirit, that's you know, when Jesus said, uh, we do not live off bread alone, but every word that, you know, we also live a little bit off the bread. <laughs> Just a little bit. And so it's good when the bread's really good. That's it. There yeah. you go. That's it. Um, I want to share just a uh, ministry principle this yeah. week. Won't take too long, but would love some thoughts on this as well. Okay. But uh, listeners, remember we've been sharing just something we've learned from our ministry training, uh, ministry principles. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to uh, just put forward... Uh, Pip's just pointing out my iPad. Three percent left. Three percent. Yeah, that's right. We might run out the clock this week. Let's Is he going to save it? If you run, if it... we'll find out. I'm sure. Okay. Maybe we'll stop if it gets to one percent. Uh, sounds good. But uh, quick principle then. 
principle is this: is that、uh, people want depth, not just entertainment. Yes, I think that sometimes when I think about engaging people, when I used to think about engaging, I was thinking about you want to be loud, you want to be dynamic, you want to be bold, you want to be entertaining, you want to have great illustrations. But I think that a great thing to remember is that people. Want reasons to keep listening,、mm. and entertainment only gets you so far. People want depth,、mm. not just entertainment. And I think that that's especially the case with the,、uh, nowadays with youth. I think that what I've really appreciated and what I have seen firsthand is that if you just try to entertain the youth, yeah, you'll get their attention. But Gen Z, they've got a fifteen-second attention span. Yeah, you'll get them for fifteen seconds. But if you're just trying to keep their attention through entertainment. After fifteen seconds, you'll need something new.、Mm. After fifteen seconds, you'll need something new. Depth, though, Gen Z is the generation that has a fifteen-second attention span, and yet they will listen to a rant video on YouTube for fifteen to thirty minutes.、Mm. Because if they're invested in what you're talking about,、mm. if there's depth in what you're talking about, they'll stick with you. Yeah, they're also the generation that will listen to three-hour, four-hour podcasts. Yeah, whereas your Gen Xs, your Gen Ys. Not as likely. To yeah, do that. yeah, yeah. So depth and substance, and you know what? What could be of greater depth and substance than God's word? So feed people. Yeah. Give them the meat. Don't just give them fun and entertainment, which is good. Not saying we love fun and entertainment.、Mm, mm. Give them depth. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'd say. What do you think?、Pip? I totally agree. And and you know, as fun as to a year seven is, you know, playing awesome games. You know, a lot of U sevens. What they really want is to figure out the big questions of life that they have, and you know, God's truth, God's God's word is the place to do that. And、mm. so,、um, I remember being in U seven, loving the games at youth, but there were some talks at youth group that were the, definitely the highlight of the night, where it's like, okay, this just blew my mind. This、mm. just stretched me in this way. This has challenged me.、Um, and yeah, I think I think that's so right. And Jesus says, "Feed my sheep." It doesn't say entertain. Entertain my sheep,、yeah. says, feed my sheep, make sure that they're that those who are truly mine as fed from the word.、Um, you know,、um, if you can entertain people, particularly kids and youth, that's an added bonus. But、um, for adults, some adults they will be put off perhaps by what you think is entertaining or what you know the person at the front might think is entertaining. So wisdom is needed, but to yeah to stretch people by you know explaining the word、mm. in depth. Yeah, you can never go wrong. You can, yeah, that's the right thing to do.、Mm, there you go. Cool. Well, I think we'll leave it there for this week. Yeah, it's been a good one. That's right. We want to make sure that、uh, this recording actually saves. We're still on three percent, which、oh, is good. Listeners, thanks so much for joining us for a, another week of the Bible Boys. Remember, you can always like and review us. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can follow our Instagram page. Uh, you can email us at the Bible Boys with a Z at gmail dot com. Just to clarify, with a Z is not in it; it's Z. Yeah, and we are now on MySpace and Bebo, Pinterest. We have torrents on Kazaa. I don't know. You can download us on LimeWire. <laughs> okay, none of this is true. <laughs> none of that last bit is true. Okay. Listeners, thanks so much for joining us for another week. We hope that you stay rooted in the Bible and come back next week for another week of the Bible Boys. See ya. Bye.